Christ is already moving. Where is the promise of his coming? But since the fathers have fallen asleep, all things remain the same. I said, ah, and among yourselves, men shall rise up and say crooked things. That's why it's hard to find somewhere to really get saved now. Amen. Because the church is running after the world. Spirituality has gone out the window. But thanks be unto God, uh, if you find a place where somebody's talking about the coming of the Lord, you ought to drop your anchor and say, Lord, don't let me move. Let me hang in there until you come back. Glory to God. You know why? He says, because my word will not return unto me void. Wherever I send it out, it will accomplish what I send it out to do. Not a chill or a jot shall pass from the law until all be fulfilled. You can stand on my promises. I'm a God that cannot lie. I'm the one that said this before I created the heaven and the earth, that I will be the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The devil and sin will never have the last say so. I will have myself a kingdom, and I'll have a new heaven and a new earth, and righteousness will reign there. Don't be tired of holiness. Don't be tired of living upright. Don't be tired of giving God your all in all. Don't get tired right now. If you need me to give you some encouragement, I just came to tell you, all of us in the fight, all of us in the battle, evil, trying to overtake good, but good is winning over evil. The Holy Ghost has given me power over every suggestion. Thank you, Jesus.
Acts 2.38. I don't see how you can go wrong being water baptized in the name of Jesus once you really repent and turn from sin and embrace Jesus Christ. How could you go wrong? If anybody's going to be saved, how could you go wrong obeying what he said to do? I'm depending on his trustworthy word that this is how you enter the kingdom of God that's everlasting, which equates that I have everlasting life by my mind. What constitutes the new birth? And so Jesus said, the water and the spirit. They said, well, the water is the word. I said, fine, if you want to use that. But the word says you got to be baptized in water. So you still can't get around it. Amen. You still got to get in some water. And as I read the book of Acts, whenever somebody wanted to enter the kingdom of God, the first thing they did after repenting and changing their mind, they got in some H2O. They got in some water. They did it on the day of Pentecost. They did it with the Samaritans. They did it, amen, when the 3,000 were added. They did it when Peter was talking to Cornelius' house. In fact, Paul, when he came blind, had been stricken by the Lord, amen, could not see. When his eyes were opened up and Ananias had prayed for him, the first thing he did was baptized in the name of Jesus. He said, well, the ninth chapter don't say that. No, you got to go to the 22nd chapter. He was commanded to be baptized in the name of Jesus, calling on the name of Jesus to get his sins taken away. So there's a lot of folk walking around with their sins still on them because he said he was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. You say, that's too narrow. You're not God. That's what God is calling for. Then you do it. When Paul got through with it and runs across John's disciples who had already been baptized under John's baptism, calling no name, pointing to one that was coming after him, whose shoes he wasn't worthy to latch, they were rebaptized because the other one had now been null and void under John and now call on the name of Jesus. That's why the devil don't like the church like this, because we keep on exalting the name of Jesus. I'm a Jesus name preacher. I preach that name. In fact, the whole family in heaven and earth is called by that name. Whatever you do in word or deed, you do it in that name. There's a day coming where every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God. His name is above every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world to come. If that name bothers you, you better get used to it. Because that name is the signature on everything that is created. And if you want sins taken away, you got to have the name where the blood resides. The blood is in the name, and the name is in the blood. So thank God for the blood of Jesus. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So when we call on the name of Jesus, the blood is enacted. And what does it do? It takes away sin. And my goal for coming to church is that I was sinking deep in sin. I was far from the peaceful shore. What do you do? You get baptized in Jesus' name after my heart was convicted and my tears were running down my face and I was sorry for my sins. Thank God the name was called and I was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. Thank God for the water. Thank God for the baptism. Let's not minimize it. Let's not put it off in a corner. Said you're not showing love. You're not showing love when you don't tell somebody. Glory be to God. Am I telling you the truth? 
that the angels cannot sing. I've been redeemed. Angels can't be redeemed. But I got a song. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I committed unto him. So count it all joy. Count it all joy. When you fall into divers temptations, when you get in trouble, start giving God some glory. I'm with you. Every time I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. I praise God.
going to even ridicule you. The spirit of Antichrist is already moving. Where is the promise of his coming? But since the fathers have fallen asleep, all things remain the same. I said, ah, and among yourselves, men shall rise up and say crooked things. That's why it's hard to find somewhere to really get saved now. Amen. Because the church is running after the world. Spirituality has gone out the window. But thanks be unto God, uh, if you find a place where somebody's talking about the coming of the Lord, you ought to drop your anchor and say, Lord, don't let me move. Let me hang in there until you come back. Glory to God. You know why? He says, because my word will not return unto me void. Wherever I send it out, it will accomplish what I send it out to do. Not a tittle or a jot shall pass from the law until all be fulfilled. You can stand on my promises. I'm a God that cannot lie. I'm the one that said this before I created the heaven and the earth, that I will be the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The devil and sin will never have the last say so. I will have myself a kingdom and I'll have a new heaven and a new earth and righteousness will reign there. You gotta be stupid to play church. You gotta be totally stupid to live like the devil and come to church. Live in a contrary lifestyle. Look at somebody say, neighbor, if you gotta walk by yourself, walk by yourself because you're not walking alone. The master is here. If you don't have a garrison of friends, walk with him anyhow. Hallelujah. I got something else to tell you. Say, neighbor, and swear to your own hurt and change not. If it costs you something, if it hurts like the Dickens, don't change. If you got to give up something you want to hold on to, give it up. Oh, whatever it takes. Hold on to your integrity. Don't let no man take your crown. You walk with your God in spite of the false prophets, in spite of those that are playing church, in spite, in spite, somebody ought to live for the master. Tell somebody I need this because sin is all around me. All week long I'm fighting sin. I'm fighting my flesh. I'm fighting imaginations. I'm fighting dreams. I'm stuff messing with me when I go to sleep at night. I dreamt some stuff that I know came from hell and I had to wake up and cast that down. I'm fighting suggestions that come from the devil. My flesh starts rising up. I gotta get back to church so I can kill that, kill that flesh. Amen. Put that devil under my foot because he's trying to steal my joy. He's trying to take my crown. But I got back to the sanctuary and I call oh, glory to Jesus. I said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I know that didn't come from God. Where did that come from? I said, that's that flesh. That's that, that's that other man. He wants to get up and make you look where you ain't supposed to look. I said, loose here. You dying right now. You ain't going, no, I know too much about him. I'm killing you right now. Looked like all day, kept flashing through my mind. I said, not so, not so. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Y'all don't hear me. I'm telling you like it's real. There's a warfare going on, but thank God we have the victory. We overcome the flesh, the devil, and the world. Glory to God. I'm jumping ahead of the story. Tell somebody, don't be weary and well-doing. 
you're going to reap. If you faint not, ain't time to get tired. Get another grip. Get a second win. Don't be tired now. Don't be tired of holiness. Don't be tired of living upright. Don't be tired of giving God your all in all. Don't get tired right now. If you need me to give you some encouragement, I just came to tell you, all of us in the fight, all of us in the battle, evil trying to overtake good, but good is winning over evil. The devil's trying to tempt me, but the Holy Ghost is giving me power over every suggestion. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why are you preaching like this? Because I'm in a dirty world. And it don't want me to stay focused. It's trying to mess up my clean life. Trying to make me run off on a pig trail somewhere. Glory be to but thanks be unto God. Uh, he's helping us every day. Uh, I'm glad to be in church. Uh, that's why we're here to pray one for another and encourage one another. Uh, oh, hallelujah, you ain't exempt. You in this too if you're in the church. Y'all ought to all be saying amen. Everybody's in the same battle. All of your brothers and sisters in the world are going through some. Pray for those that are right here. They in a fight too. That devil's got the advantage of some of them. Including the preachers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I see a day approaching. I see a day of wrath. I see the judgment in the sky. And I see it in the land. I see a day coming unprecedented. I see God's word being fulfilled. And I got to stay ready. I see it all around me. Hallelujah. But I am not of the world. I'm in the world. But I'm not of the world. The devil is a lie. As I told you Wednesday night, he'll keep me strong. Faithful is he that called me. He'll give me a gift that'll help me get through here. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He helps me every day. You can't make this journey without the Holy Ghost. You got to be full of the Holy Ghost to make this journey. Somebody's plotting something. Amen. That's ungodly. Right while I'm in here, while we're preaching right now. That devil came to church also. He wants to catch you when you step out on the parking lot. Make you forget everything that you heard. Oh, hallelujah. He don't want you to believe none of this. He got you where you want to cuss at me because I'm telling you the truth. But I want you to know we stand in on holy ground. We're telling you about a God that is able to keep you from falling. Yes, there's a war going on. The devil is alive. I'm here to tell him you may be up in here, but you lost me. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Though you desire to sit me as sweet, my God prayed for me that my faith fail me not. Hallelujah. If he can't work that, he'll make y'all mad at one another to divide y'all all up. Well, you ought to be praying and joining hands. He'll tear y'all up where you don't like one another. Amen. He's the devil that comes to divide and conquer. All we got is one another. We ought to be supporting one another in prayer and encouragement. And you ought to pray for me every day because I'm on the front line. Every day I got to deal with the attacks of the adversary. Try to mess with your mind, mess with your body, mess with your family. Somebody ought to be praying. Lord, keep his soul from day to day. That he keep on lifting up his voice like a trumpet. My soul is dependent on because faith coming by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. How can they hear without a preacher? How can a priest accept he be sent? We do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord 
that one we just read about in Zephaniah, will come like a thief in the night while people are saying peace, safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. I ain't never been pregnant, but I understand they come on you when you ain't least expecting it. Glory be to God. But you, brothers, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of the light, sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-control. Tell somebody you can't be like the world. You got to have some self-control. Say so you got to learn how to control yourself. Yourself wants to get out of control. So you got to learn how to control yourself because you're the children of light. Watch out here. Putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a help, as a help. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another. Build each other up. Just as fat you are doing. Tell somebody, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Come on, say it to him. Get another grip. Hold on to your faith. Are you born again? Give God some glory. Build up yourself on your most holy faith. Glory to God. First Thessalonians 1. Hallelujah. 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 Look at somebody and say, you ain't all that. You need every bit of this. Don't get arrogant now. You need me to pray for you. You know you're in some kind of struggle. You know you need me and I need you. Come on here. Ain't no sense in being arrogant now. Amen. I need somebody to pray for me. I need somebody to help me through this fight here. This thing is real. This devil trying to take my joy. And everybody needs somebody to pray for them. Everybody needs to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Come on here. You ain't been saved so long. You ain't graduated yet. You can't turn the tussle yet. We ain't got to heaven yet. Right now we're in a battle. Oh, watch verse 7. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift. As you eagerly wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. That's the attitude of the saint. He or she is excited and waiting for the reappearing of Jesus. That's spiritual folk. The world ain't looking for him. The world ain't looking for him. They're looking for the Academy Awards, the All-Star Game. They ain't looking for Jesus. He may come when they slam Duncan. You could be sitting on the couch and the trumpet may sound in the midst of your chips. He could say, come my people. I don't want nothing to hold me down. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Tell somebody here, keep you strong. Say, neighbor, if you keep this on your mind, you will not be in a provocative position. If you have this on your mind, you will not be in a compromising position because you believe too much about his appearing. 
God who has called you into his fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. Is that what it said? Hold unswerving to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and goodness. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day the day of his Neighbor, if it was ever time to do this, it's got to be this afternoon. My God, that's why it's good to be honest. Ah, put you all on the altar of sacrifices. Lord, search me. Try me. See if there be anything in me, Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I don't want to be playing like I'm something that I'm not. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Tell somebody, yeah, I'm going through a fight, but I'm not tired yet. There's a war going on, but I'm putting on the whole armor of God. I'm trusting in the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm holding on to his name, and I'm standing on his promises, and I'm looking up because my redemption is drawn nigh, and I feel like Bishop Bolton, if I'm sleeping, don't wake me up. Let me hold on to my faith in my God. Come on here. Don't throw away your faith in Christ. Don't throw away your confidence. It has great recompense or reward. Hold on to your confidence in Jesus Christ. Hold on to the bloodstained banner. Hold on to the name of Jesus. Hold on to the promises of God. Hold on to your integrity. Hold on to your prayer life. Hold on to your praise. Hold on to your worship. Hold on to your camaraderie. Hold on.
transgression forgave you of your transgressions. He didn't call you over here to fuss. He called you over here to get the knowledge of him. I said, you're a purchaser, a possessor. Come on, let's tell the story like it really is. The eternal great I am deemed it necessary to wrap himself in human flesh that he might have hemoglobin running every 23 seconds through his body that one day he might march up to Golgotha and allow somebody to pierce him in his side that he might purchase our redemption. Let's give him glory for what he's done that God Almighty, creator sustainer dropped out of eternity in the time wrapped himself in flesh that he might purchase my soul he bought me back I was sold into slavery sold into sin sold into degradation but thank God for the ransom of Jesus precious blood bought my soul precious blood paid my price precious blood oh open up our understanding Lord that we might applaud a God who is thrice holy. Hallelujah. Who has all the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to condescend down and become a man and not cease to be God. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. No wonder Paul says, and by him all things created, whether they be visible and invisible, and he is the head of the church, which is his body. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You know what? My salvation is assured by a God that cannot lie. You want to talk about eternal security? Because I got faith in what he said. It starts in faith. It continues in faith. And it ends in faith. I believe to the saving of the soul. If any man draw back, he has no place with me. But thank God we're not of those who draw back unto destruction. But we believe unto the saving of the soul. I believe that the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. I believe that the blood of Jesus takes away our guilty stain. The blood of Jesus cleared my conscience. The Lord again, blood of Jesus, signed my name. The blood of Jesus has given me a guarantee because of his resurrection. And understand this, if it was not for him getting up, we would have no blessed assurance. He is the head of the church and that he might have preeminence in everything. He gets up from the dead first. In other words, I'm going to show you what it takes. Hallelujah to have eternal life. I'm going to get up from the dead. I got power to call the world from nothing to something. But it took some kind of power to raise me up from the dead. No man can take my life. I laid it down. This is the power that I'm going to give you. I want the whole world to know that I'm going to give you my spirit. This spirit raised up Christ from the dead. What kind of power is this? That he can lay in a tomb and three days later, the power that you got on the day you got the Holy Ghost is the same power that raised up Christ. Y'all don't hear me. The Holy Ghost is the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. To have the Holy Ghost is have the spirit of resurrection. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Seat. But 
to the altar. Sometimes I was trying to fight it, but grace kept on pushing me. And I thank God, the grace of God brought me to the altar. When I got there, the devil didn't want me to get the Holy Ghost, but heaven pushed him back. This is my son. I called him with my gospel. Get up off of her. Get up off of him. Glory to Jesus. Jesus, glory to Jesus, thank God for the blood, glory, he's my best friend, he's the lover of my soul, thank God for the Holy Ghost that's testifying, and anybody ought to be ecstatic, it ought to be the recipient of the Holy Ghost, anybody that has the gift of God, for giving me hope. I want to thank you for washing my mind. I want to thank you for knowing you in the pardon of my transgressions. I want to thank you for giving me grace day by day, day by day, day by day. Every day, every day, every day with Jesus. Sweeter, sweeter, sweeter than the day before. Tell him I see blood all over you. I see blood all over you. I see precious blood all over you. I see blood all over you. You may not like it, but I thank God blood's all over me. Oh, hallelujah. You may not want to give him no glory today. You want to thank God for the blood. The death angel can't even have you because the blood doesn't shine your name. I see blood dripping from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. I see blood that came out the side of the crucified one. I see blood streaming down from the crown of his head. I see the blood of Jesus. He was wounded for my transgressions. Hallelujah. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. Sin to come short of the glory of God, but God, who is rich in mercy, He saved my soul, and I just want to give Him glory. Can't nobody praise like us who have the Holy Ghost. We got the power of the world to come. You got the power. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. The archangel and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, if this earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, we got another building eternal in the heavens. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we look for a savior. I know that my redeemer lives, he shall stand at the last day. Though the skin works in my body, yet in my flesh. We shall be like, we shall see as he is 
shout my way through the gate. I'll just shout my way through the gate. I'll praise my way. Thank you that you're not crazy. Thank you that you got your right mind. Thank you that you're not stooped over some toilet stool vomiting. Give God the glory that you got some sense tonight. Give God some praise. Thank God. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some glory. Thank you, Jesus. God cannot lie. Say, neighbor, I believe he that started this work in me. Let's practice a minute. Let's practice how we're going to walk when we get to heaven. Let's try to do something up in here. Let's practice how we're going to walk around the throne. How we're going to shout around the throne. Let's give God some glory up in here. Let's practice how we're going to say hallelujah. Let's practice how we're going to say worthy is the lamb. Let us practice how we overcame by the blood. Let's give his name the glory. Let's give his name the praise. Will you help me? Please don't discourage me. Help me. Will you help me? Do you have a word of encouragement? Do you have something to say that might encourage me? Will you tell me how?
righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest phrase, but Clifford only laid on Jesus' name, on Christ, on Christ, the solid rock. I stay all of it rock. It's sinking sand. Now I'm going to help y'all that like to prophesy. Kirby and Nebby said, I got a word for you. presentation of our pastor's last message to the saints of God, his Bible class entitled, The Judgment Seat of Christ. Tonight, we encourage all that are listening to please pay attention intentively for the last words from our pastor. Bishop Howard A. Swansea. God bless. Let's look to the Lord. Eternal God and Father, as I come before you on this night with thanksgiving, paying homage to your immaculate name, thanking you for your benefits, your mercies, and your grace towards us. Thank you, Father, for even allowing us to live in a time such as these. In spite of all the chaos, disorganization, pandemics, things that have 
rock the emotions of most. We thank you for mercy tonight. We ask you, Lord God, intercede for your people and give us a word of encouragement and comfort as we await your return. As your servant comes before your people, may we say and speak that which is gratifying, pleasing in your sight. And now I submit and commit myself to you one more time. In the immaculate name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Tonight I'm going to share with you something that's getting ready to take place in the future. And hopefully it will comfort and encourage you. This portion of God's word. And let me make it clear. What I'm going to teach right now. And the portion of God's word I'm going to be using. Only applies to real true Christians. Well I'm going to share with you our thoughts on what will happen after the rapture before the second coming which I may go to do the chart and show you the second coming and the rapture are two different events the second coming will take place after seven years after the rapture has taken place and we believe that something mighty fantastic is going to happen to us real true Christians and as you go through these scriptures I want you to be an A student what I mean by that it's good to strive for spiritual excellency because God rewards it amen tonight I'm going to talk about the judgment seat of Christ it's a judgment of saved persons, specifically the saints from this present dispensation of grace. That you and I live in right now. If you would go to the book of Romans, chapter number 14 you will find it mentioned there and then I'm going to have you go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3 verses 12 through 15 and then 7 Corinthians 5 and 10 let's see what the apostle Paul had to say about it he says, but why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I want to also make this clear as you study this. This is not a judgment of whether you're saved or not. Everyone in this judgment is saved. We're talking about a judgment of rewards. And that's why I say you want to be an A student. 
and I would like to get a full reward, and I hope you feel the same way. But this judgment will take place after the rapture, once we are caught up and meet him in the air, is when this judgment will take place. To go along with that, Paul shared it with the Corinthian saints. And in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, beginning at verse number 11, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. This is a topic that most don't really pay much attention to. I remember some years ago when I was a young saint and I was in the sanctuary at the home assembly, Bishop Bolton and I were together and he made a statement to me. This was not long before the Lord took him home and he said, God is weighing motives. And I've always remembered him in saying that. God is weighing motives. The God that we serve knows why and when we do what we do. There will not be anyone doing the judging but God himself. He is the judge and he is a righteous judge. Remember, during the millennium, after the tribulation, we will reign with Christ. And so we will have assignments, but we will receive our assignments by how we conducted ourselves in this present life. What kind of work did we perform? Remember, you're saved by grace. That's the gift of God. Amen. But for as rewards, they are earned. So therefore, God is judging our motives and the works that we do. The reason why we're doing it, are we doing it to get accolades for man? Or are we doing it for Christ's sake? Our main reason for existing is that we're a soul-saving station. It did not enter the ministry for money, nor for a title, or to just be over people my main goal was that souls be saved therefore Paul writes again and he reiterates it in 2nd Corinthians chapter number 5 and let's look at 
verse number eight. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to him. Every saint of God is the true born again believer. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. In your humanity, you probably couldn't think up of anything like this. But the Bible is clear that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. With that in mind, turn to Romans chapter number 2. Found in the sixth verse, who will render to each one according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuity in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. Keep in mind now, according to his deeds. Someone may ask, well, what are the good works? One of them might be, is let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works, according to Matthew 5 and 16, and glorify your Father in heaven. Therefore, we do well by being good witnesses for God. Good works involves living a pure life, being a constant witness for the Lord. Those are good works. People see the way you conduct yourself. And then it comes down to worship. Worshiping Jesus is more than us just saying hallelujah. Amen. The word of God tells us so beautifully Jesus referred to the worship of himself as a good work. You may remember when the woman anointed his head with precious ointment, he told his anxious disciples to leave her alone because she had done a good deed to me. Very often we limit our concept of worship and praise to God but the worship of Christ is a good work just as well and he has a reward for us I'll give you another one is generosity Timothy says in 1 Timothy 6 and 18 we learn that being rich in good works involves being generous and willing to share find that especially in the verse where it says ready to share it's good to be generous and be kind to others and come to the rescue of others my lord that's worshiping god as well anything done for christ with the right attitude and the right motive will receive a reward. 
just read that in 1 Corinthians 3 and 12. These deeds are described as gold, silver, and precious stones. But then there's works with the wrong motives. And he tells us they are done with the intention of impressing men. He said they're worthless in his sight. He states flatly that anyone who does a good work in order to receive praise from others will receive no reward from God. They got their reward right then and there. So therefore, I'm looking forward to after the rapture that God has rewards that he's going to give out at the judgment seat of Christ. I think that's very important doctrine. Since it's appointed for me once to die, and immediately says, and after that, the judgment that Christ is going to judge me for what I did while I've been saved, regenerated, walking with him. He's been watching me. It's good to examine ourselves and everything that we do. When it comes down to these crowns that God is going to be giving out, there's five of them. First one I will mention is called the incorruptible crown, and it's found in 1 Corinthians 9 and 25, the incorruptible crown. Every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. I gotta find that I'm gonna be temperate in everything that I do. Paul said that he beat his body under, that after he administered to others, he would not be a castaway. The second one I will mention is the crown of life. And that is found in the book of Revelation 2 and 10. And it's actually what they call the martyr's crown, where the Lord had used John to write down, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. That's called the martyr's crown. Not many of you want that crown. But there are men like Peter and James and Matthew. All these died at the hands of another. You know, I doubt when God called those men into ministry, they had no idea that their names would be etched in the holy city or the eternal city forever. You mean from a tax collector, a fisherman, that throughout eternity, my little old name is in the foundations of the city? Well, think about yourself. He says that we shall judge angels. We shall judge the world. You will sit with me in my throne. We will reign with him a thousand years in the millennial kingdom. Let's get the chronology together here. 
Right now, we're at the close of the church age. The next event will be the catching away of the rapture of the church. Then, while the tribulation is taking place on earth, its most horrific day, the saints of God, no doubt, will be before the judgment seat and receive their rewards for their deeds. At the end of the tribulation, we will come back after the marriage of the Lamb, which takes place in heaven, and we will come back when he rescues Israel from its most horrific hour. And after that, he sets up the millennial kingdom. That kingdom will last 1,000 years. And according to how we conducted ourselves now, we will have assignments. And if you thought you were just going to be floating around heaven with wings and having nothing to do, let me share with you, that's not the case. What our assignments will be, I cannot tell you. All I know is that the Word of God lets us to know we will reign with Him. He that overcometh will reign with Him. And we will be given rewards according to what we did in this life. So it is worthwhile being faithful in whatever you do while you're down here. Amen. Then there's the crown of glory. And I'm really looking for this one. This one is found in 1 Peter chapter 5. And I'm saying, Lord, please give me mercy that I may receive this crown. Because it says this, Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Before I come here, I'm in my office. Probably that's why I'm breathing hard because I sleep. I fall asleep in my chair and I strain my back. But nevertheless, you study the Word of God. Why? So I can come and feed the church. What do I feed you? The Word of God. Why? Because you were purchased with the precious blood of God. So it's our duty as an under-shepherd, temporary at that, but the under-shepherd, to feed the church of God. Mainly those of you that are under uh, this umbrella to feed you. Taking the oversight. That's a pretty tough job. Most people don't want to be told what to do. But there are times when I have to rebuke. There will be times when I encourage. There will be times when I will reprove. That all comes with it. And that's why I study the word of God so we can make the right judgments and then pray that God give us direction in doing just that. Not by constraint, not hogtied, but willingly, not for filthy lucre. In other words, you're not doing it for money. I can tell you right now, God will take care of his house. He'll take care of his servant. You don't have to take advantage of people, promise them the moon, knowing it's not going to come down. That's not what this is about. You just allow God to meet your needs, and he will do that. But of a ready mind, 
neither as being lords over God's heritage. I'm not overbearing. I'm trying to be kind in what I do when I'm talking to men and women. But being an example to the flock, uh, those of you that have been with me, everything I've done, I try to be an example. In life, when I experience death, I try to do everything to be a good example. Nevertheless, and when the chief shepherd, when the chief shepherd, I'm an under-shepherd, but when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. That's what I'm looking forward to. A crown of glory that fadeth not away. When the chief shepherd comes, you fed my church. You held on to apostolicity. If Bishop Bowden could hear me right now or Bishop Benton, I've never deviated from apostolicity. I've stuck with it these 49, almost 50 years. Amen. But there's a reward for doing it the way it's written in the word of God. Then there is the crown, what we call the crown of righteousness. And it's found, amen, in 2 Timothy 4 and 8. And it says this, there is laid up for me a crown which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Amen. A crown of righteousness. John says, it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know this, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now hold on now. And every man that has this hope within him he purifieth himself. Amen. He or she conducts himself in a righteous way. Amen. Hallelujah. They purify themselves, showing they are looking for the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Then there's the crown of rejoicing. That's the soul winner's crown. And that's found in 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 2, verses 19 through 20. And it reads as thus, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. I can tell you, it does something for you as well as for them. When you witness, talk to somebody about the Lord and see them come down the aisle where they are still walking with God. I was watching you. Amen. Hallelujah. And people are watching you all the time. And sometimes you don't even know that they're watching you. I remember the late Bishop James A. Johnson he was in the military, and he said one of his commanders, 25 years later, he said he had no idea this man was watching him 
like he was. He said, James, you taught me something, and I'll paraphrase, about respecting and honoring and walking with God. I watched it. That was 25 years prior. The impression that he got about God was a good impression because he saw how he conducted himself. It's good for the saints to know what I'm teaching right now because now you can share with somebody on tomorrow. You know, in the midst of a pandemic, are you ready to go into eternity and stand before the judgment seat? Tell somebody there is a life after this life, that everybody will stand before the judgment seat. You want to stand as a saint of God and receive a full reward because everybody's going to be judged. But I want to encourage those that are under this ministry and have been under it. Live the life outside of these walls. Uh, know your Bible well enough that you can tell them about our Lord Jesus Christ. Know what it takes to be saved. Tell them who Jesus is. Every man that asks you of the hope that lies within you, you give them a reasonable answer. Live a life that your neighbors can look across the street and wonder where you go every Sunday. Amen. And be a soul winner. We ought to be living a better life than anybody on this planet. We ought to have the best conduct, our generosity, our families, our children. There should be something going on that's different in the apostolic home. Amen. You ought to be the best employee uh, on the job. They can depend on you to be faithful and honest. We should be people that please God in our walk and in our talk. Because we're going to stand before the judgment seat. And God is going to use us in his cabinet throughout the millennial period of 1,000 years. Is there anything after death? Yes, there's a judgment. After that, there's going to be a millennial reign. After that, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. I wouldn't be able to preach or teach this unless it was written in the Word of God. We must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I just want to admonish saints. I don't know how much longer we have here. Maybe this is the end of the line for the church. Certainly we can see all the things that are transpiring. But whatever time you have left, give God the glory. Don't be ashamed of it. Tell men and women about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Study Jesus Christ. Study what the Bible says about our great God. Let them to know what he's done when he came in the flesh. Let them know that after this life, there is eternity to spend with him or without him. May God bless and keep you. It's my prayer in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you tonight. See you at the judgment seat.
City. 